Today in the Newsmaker Spotlight, some of the highlights of a very busy Sangamon County board meeting from last night. Among other actions, the board approved a new big solar farm on the Sangamon-Morgan County line and also adopted new county board district maps. We're going to focus on a couple of other issues here today. We'll start with a COVID-19 update from the Sangamon County Director of Public Health, Gail O'Neill. So I'll try to make this brief and bring you up to date on where we are with COVID. It's still here. Um, one day I'll get to come and tell you it's leaving. But um, for now, we're still um, dealing with COVID in our community. Masks, as much as we hope they're gone, are still um, recommended and required, especially when you can't stay th six feet apart from one another. The... Um, we are one of among 14 total uh, communities or counties in the state that are currently in not the highest status of, um, of transmission. We are in a substantial status, which is good. It's a little bit less, um, which means that our seven-day positivity rate is 2.8%, uh, and we have less than 100 people per 100,000 that are positive. So we have a, you know, it would be nice to be lower, but we're not among the top. Vaccination, I thought we'd give you an update on here. Um, 11,274 Sangamon County residents are fully vaccinated. That's 57% of our community. So it's going up ever so slightly, but we um, are grateful for that and, and want that to continue. Um, there's been 21,285 boosters um, distributed in Sangamon County. And as a, as a note, the um, fully vaccinated People between the ages of 12 and 17, we have 48 percent of them. 18 to 64, we're at 66, almost 67 percent, and those 65 and older um, are 93.30 percent. The numbers we'll be getting for the 5 to 11 year olds will begin being reported tomorrow. Um, we vaccinated 29 of the 5 to 11 year olds Saturday. We've been still continuing to provide vaccinations and boosters in the drive-through and inside. So in the last week, we've done 207 of those per day. So we're still using the drive-through and the inside and then working to provide the vaccinations to the younger, younger folks. We received 300 doses of vaccine, which, you know, at 30 a day, that's 10 days worth. So we weren't sure um, how quickly we'd be able to restock. We've put in an order for 1,200 more doses. We made it by appointment dealing with the uh, children in this younger age. Takes a little more, bit more than just that you can do in a drive-through. We're familiar with doing vaccinations as that's one of the things that we do all the time. Our first appointments were Saturday and it went quite well. We found um, that uh, five or six parents decided to vaccinate that day. So, you know, we'll take a glitch in the system to do that and put us a little behind as well as many of them wanted flu shots as well. So we kind of accommodated those. Our plan now is to um, provide vaccines for the, for the youth on um, Mondays in the evening. We have an evening clinic. Wednesday afternoon, a lot of the uh, Springfield School students are out early on Wednesday afternoons. We're trying to make it convenient that they could stay in school and on Saturday mornings. As we get more vaccine and we see that there's an interest, we will increase our um, a number of appointments. But for now, we wanted to be careful and uh, mindful. I was surprised from a call today that I was on with other health department administrators. Some people haven't even gotten any of this pediatric vaccine yet, so we're doing pretty well. Um, did you have any questions? I want to make this brief. I know it's a, it's a busy day for us. Any questions for, for Gail? I think, I think you've answered all Thank the questions. You. Thank you very much, Gail. You're welcome. 
That's Sangamon County Public Health Director Gail O'Neill with an update on vaccinations and the current status of COVID in Sangamon County. We now turn to another area under Gail O'Neill's purview as Director of Public Health. Public Health also oversees animal control. And it's been a hot topic of discussion in recent weeks here in Sangamon County as animal rights advocates have alleged systemic abuse and neglect of animals within animal control. They say it's a failure of the leadership in animal control run by Greg Largent. And a number of those advocates addressed the county board during the public comment section last night. Here's what they had to say. Now we move to the public comment portion of the meeting. And we have... Uh, five, six people who have signed up to speak, um, not on issues that were before the board this evening, so they each have three minutes to make a presentation, um, and we call on them in the order in which they signed up. Incidentally, uh, the chair is informed that there were some people who called today to sign up in our rules require uh, advance notice but if you want to sign up for the next board meeting we're very very happy to have those people speak at the next board meeting the first person who signed up to speak this evening is maria aldani miss aldani if you would proceed to the podium chairman chairman i'm sorry yeah mr snell is there a possibility that we might be able to lower that time limit to two minutes? No. No, I, I, I think, I think we, I, in general, our public speakers generally speak less than the, than the allotted time, so I think, I think we'll be fine. Okay. Uh, Ms. Ms. Soldani? Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, I apologize. I uh, must have left my tinfoil hat at home. So, um, I am a proud board member of Wild Canine Rescue, and I thank the board for the opportunity to speak and also clear up the intentional misinformation Chairman Van Meter continues to tout in a desperate attempt to control his personal narrative. Wild did not start this fight, as the chairman states. When we went public with our statement concerning the horrors happening within animal control, this information came directly from the staff within animal control who felt they had nowhere else to turn, fearing for their jobs and for the animals. I'm frankly shocked that the chairman considers these recent allegations to be news to him, considering the same staff from Sangamon County Animal Control requested and met with Gail O'Neill just weeks before these concerns came to light. They also met with their union representative, Brad Shivey, who was also present at that meeting. The chairman outright rejects any testimony or evidence that does not fit this narrative. He continues to hoist these three state inspections over the last month and the current ISP investigation as surprises. This is like throwing a surprise party and mailing an invitation to the honoree. For years, volunteers from every single rescue organization in the county have brought these same issues before public health and the chairman via email, in-person meeting, or via the dismantled Citizens Advisory Board. It is laughable to witness the feigned ignorance to the neglect and mismanagement of Greg Largent. By denying these testimonies, the chairman is calling the staff 
and the animal control volunteers inside the facility, blatant liars. These are the very same people who not only supplement the cost of animal medical care, but also provide the additional manpower to the already understaffed department. It has been made evident to us now that no evidence will be good enough for the chairman. We will continue to face denied legitimate FOIA requests, ignored testimony, and now endured name calling. If Chairman Van Meter is looking for evidence of historical negligence and mismanagement via Greg Largent, we encourage him to do a quick search of his email over the last decade. We will not stop fighting for these animals' care and against the negligence they face. If that makes me or anyone else in this room a tinfoil hat-wearing crackpot, then so be it. The next speaker is Rachel Alderson. Hi, um, I'm Rachel Alderson. I'm a lifelong resident of Sangamon County and the city of Springfield. I started attending the Citizens Advisory Committee meetings on animal control in 2018 to hear firsthand what was happening within the facility. I can tell you with certainty that the problem is not simply the current illness outbreak amongst the cats that has now attracted our local media attention. Our tax-funded animal control facility is in a state of disarray and has been for a number of years. There are a multitude of issues that have been allowed to linger for too long, culminating in this perfect storm as the facility is treated like the proverbial red-headed stepchild of the Sangamon County Department of Public Health. I can also tell you that every one of these issues lead back to the incompetent management of Greg Largent. Inhumane euthanasia issues have been brought up since as far back as Jan is, uh, January of 2019. The Illinois Department of Agriculture does not require anesthesia for euthanasia, but that does not mean that we should be barbaric enough not to provide it. Sadly, there's no value placed on owner redemption of stray pets within the facility. Their redemption fees are outrageous. Families are often forced to leave their pets there when they cannot afford to pay these unexpected fees up front. Free tools and resources to help reunite families with their lost pets are not utilized by the discretion of Greg Largent. As a result, families are not reunited with their pets. The adoption fee for a cat at our Sangamon County Animal Control is $150, two to three times that of most other counties in the state of Illinois. They're for free on every street court. For every unadopted pet that ends up euthanized, the county actually loses money. There are virtually no written policies and procedures in place. According to your own Sangamon County Code, this is the job of Greg Largent. He has stated in these advisory committee meetings that the policies are mostly spread by word of mouth or memos. This disorganization and lack of leadership leaves employees with no direction or standards to uphold. Animals are going in at an alarmingly higher rate than they are coming out alive. As a member of the advisory committee meeting asked why intake was trending down and euthanasia rates were trending up, Greg Largent was unaware and had no answer. He's not only the director, but he's the FOIA officer, and yet he does not know how to operate the chameleon computer system that separates records based on cat or dog. It's clear that he is disconnected from what is happening to the animals and amongst his staff and his facility, as he's not made any strides to improve upon these types of chronic issues. 
A member of this board has asked multiple times for Greg Largent to appear both here and before the Board of Public Health to answer questions, and that has not happened. Why is the county trying to cover up the incompetence of Greg Largent? It's time for a change. The citizens deserve better, and leaving Greg in his current position is irresponsible. That's, that's three minutes. Can you wrap it up? Yeah. The animal control staff and volunteers who are there every day have spoken out. Local animal advocates have spoken out. All of these are caring citizen and your constituents, and we are being labeled tin foil hat crackpots by your chairman. Will any of you speak out against this behavior? Will any of you demand new leadership and animal control, or will you continue to allow silence in action to render yourselves complicit? Thank you. Okay. The, the next speaker. Um, my name is Carly White. As a Sangamon County citizen, I want to say that personally, I find the amount of community support for Sangamon County Animal Control amazing. How many thousands of dollars are local animal advocacy organizations raising and spending just to help the animals at Animal Control? These organizations are raising money and writing grants to help Animal Control. <laughs> the number of volunteer hours spent with pets at Animal Control Walking, taking to adaptions, networking must be huge. I don't go to animal control often, but when I do, there are always volunteers out there walking dogs and working with the cats. We all know that if volunteers were not there to help, none of that would happen. The staff would not be able to do that at all. All of the animals would stay in their kennels, and as anyone who is around animals know, when an animal is sitting in a small pen with nothing to do in a scary stressful environment, there's an increase in acting out, in stress, in fear, and a decrease in physical and mental health. The pets held at Sangamon County Animal Control, those are our pets. They are pets Sangamon County citizens find and take to animal control believing that the pet's family will find them and will be able to take them home. The animals at Sangamon County Animal Control are pets we cannot take care of and we take them to animal control believing that they will get a new home. They are homeless pets from our community that need a safe place where they can be adopted. It is disturbing that the amount of energy and money the local community is putting forward to support animal control, the expertise offered to help keep the pets safe and mentally and physically healthy, or the offers of assistance to get animals out of animal control as quickly as possible is not appreciated, sometimes ridiculed, and even met with hostility. The animal control model we need is an animal control as well organized, works as a team, has responsive, respected leadership. It would build cooperative, respectful partnerships with local organizations with a unified goal to provide a place for citizens to confidently bring found pets, for those pets to be cared for safely and humanely, for families to retrieve their lost pet, and for families to adopt a new friend. Thanks. Thank you. The next speaker is Mary Coventry. As the chairman just said, my name is Mary Coventry. One of the statements in one of the articles from the paper says, but not one employee raised a concern of systematic animal abuse. 
There is abuse that is occurring at Sangamon County Animal Control, and it is happening at the hands of Andy Van Meter and Brian McFadden. The abuse, the abuse is seen in the ways the animals have to exist in illness, isolation, and inhumane ways of euthanasia. It is seen by the employees who reached out for help and guidance months ago in regards to serious conditions and issues within the facility, just to be ignored by those who have the authority to step in and to help. Can you imagine that? That's got to be like an abused child at home telling a teacher, I need help, and the teacher ignoring them. Andy Van Meters had a study done on the Citizens Advisory Board meeting. This is the meeting that talks about the issues at animal control. The study showed there was no need to have that meeting, a meeting at veterinarians, law enforcement, and local rescue groups to help the strays of Sangamon County. Um, Brian McFadden is, once again, he's going to do a study on the fees at animal control. There's been two fees done in the past five years that show that Sangamon County Animal Control has markedly higher fees, reclaim fees, rescue pool fees than any facility in central or southern Illinois. I myself went to many of these facilities and spoke to the managers and presented to Brian McFadden and Lisa Hill. That got, us, that, that got nothing done. Um, it was brought to my attention in uh, September that a significant amount of cats and kittens had been brought into animal control, which we all know happens every year at every shelter. On September, on September 15th, I emailed Greg Largent and Gail O'Neill to ask if Sangamon County Animal Control could lower the adoption fees from the extremely high price of $150, $150 for a cat or a kitten, for love of God. And I asked if it could just be halved, 75, 75 in hopes of getting the cats and kittens adopted out as soon as possible and out of the shelter safely. Now, Malmo Bill and friends would then supplement another 25. Their final reply to me after I kept on and kept on sending emails was, we are trying to assess the financial impact of reduced fees. Just need to look at the dollars. Apparently, it is much more cost-effective to let these animals lay out there, linger, and suffer, and then euthanize them. Apparently, it's just much cheaper to order euthanasia drug and, and just euthanize them all than to, for the county to lose a dollar. Uh, with the statement that um, Mr. Van Meter made... Ms. Coventry, I'm sorry. That's, nope, nope. That, Ms. Coventry, that's three minutes. Can you kind of wrap it up? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, calling people names is nothing more than a bullying tactic. I mean, bullying. The ch your chairman is bullying people of the community. This goes to show the lengths the county is willing to go to to stop shelter for reform. Everybody in this room needs to ask why. Thank you. Thank you. The, 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 the last speaker is Jane McBride. Thank you, Jane McBride. I'm uh, president of Illinois Humane. Um, I think you've seen a lot of energy here, and I think it would be nice to get this channeled in a very constructive, positive direction, and I think that's what we would like to do, is get, uh, we need um, leadership that will do so, um, and that is what I'm really asking the county board to look at. Um, we've raised very definite issues about leadership problems. 
um, and I think it's something that, that is very serious. This energy, these people can be channeled very constructively, and they also have an incredible number of resources uh, that can be brought to bear, that can help with the costs out at the facility, and so I think that's, that's what we really need to do here. So what I would like to see is some constructive dialogue set up in some means or the other. Um, discrediting your individuals or your organization, such as the complaint that was lodged against Illinois Humane, that we purposely withheld care from these animals, is not helping that kind of constructive. I have the files here, if anyone wants to see them, Department of Agriculture has seen them. That is just not constructive. We wouldn't do something like that. You know we've got the documentation. That'd be the last thing we do. I've also got the condolences, condolences letters I got from the veterinarians after we had to put those, uh, one of the animals died, the other one we had to put down. They knocked themselves out trying to save those animals, as did we. So they came out of the county very sick. I have raised issues about the county's medical protocols. I'd like to get into a construction, constructive, constructive discussion about that. There's shelter medicine literature that explains why we do what we do with these animals, where the groups come in, how the collaboration works, where the medical protocols, what the meds are that we use. And it works. It, UC Davis leads in this, but it's, it's been implemented throughout the country. APL went in and did some instruction with your group. Instruction's one thing, implementation is another. You need oversight, you need somebody with leadership to make sure your staff is doing what needs to be done, and you need staff. You got two, all right? That's gotta be remedied, and it's your manager that's driving them out of there. It is. So we really need to do something here, constructive, all right? We don't need, to be, um, you know, and, and excluding the volunteers is another thing. Those cat rooms right now, the volunteers are excluded from them, all right? That's not helpful. They need to be in there helping. I don't understand it. Is it transparent? You don't want us to see? Is it a transparency issue? I think we've made our point, all right? It, um, discrediting and excluding has been a pattern and practice trying to work with the groups. It doesn't make any sense. Mr. Again, Brenda. this is a leadership issue. I understand, Chairman. I understand. But this is going to go on, all right? Do you see any? No one's going to give up until we get that place straightened around, all right? So please, let's get constructive. Let's enter into some dialogue. We have some leadership here. I know we do. Thank you. After those public comments by Sangamon County animal advocates, the meeting drew to a close with no further discussion and no action about animal control. And that led to a little bit of an outcry from some of those advocates. They're upset because County Board Chairman Andy Van Meter issued a statement this week suggesting that critics of animal control and people suspicious of the inspections that have found animal control to be running in compliance, he referred to those individuals as tinfoil hat-wearing crackpots the animal advocates believe those comments were pointed at them directly and they gave Andy Van Meter an earful. Then a foil cat wearing crackpots. Okay, I didn't say that. Exactly. You did say it. You did. You're quoted you on did. the board website. The board website I read It is today. on the news. We
We then spoke to Chairman Van Meter about the situation in animal control and about the complaints of those animal advocates. Uh, we, we welcome constructive criticism. We, we just hope that people will, uh, will give full credit to the independent reviews done by the uh, state agencies. There was a lot of reference to documentation you've already seen, emails dating back to a period of years. Uh, do, do those ring a bell with you? Is that an accurate assessment? Oh, there, there are. Yeah, there are. The record is replete with, with uh, emails. And uh, the animal control, by its nature, receives multiple, multiple complaints all the time. Uh, a, a lot of uh, bitterness about the uh, reference to tinfoil hat-wearing crackpots. Uh, you said you didn't make that statement. It is in the statement that was issued by the county. What I said was I didn't call any of these people tinfoil hat-wearing crackpots. I said that anyone who believes that the state agency's review of the animal shelter uh, is some kind of a fixed uh, uh, review those people are tinfoil hat wearing crackpots. I'm not, I was not speaking about people who are concerned about welfare of animals whatsoever, but people who disbelieve the independent reports from state agencies, those people are tinfoil crackpots. Any update on the state police investigation? I don't have one. And that's Sangamon County Board Chairman Andy Van Meter, still with no update on an ongoing state police investigation as animal advocates continue to say there are serious problems that demand immediate action at Sangamon County Animal Control. All of this unfolding at last night's county board meeting. You got the highlights here in the Newsmaker Spotlight on the newsfeed, WMAY on 92.7, 94.7, and 9.70 a.m.